0: There's a famous saying that goes like this, everything old is new again. Have you heard that phrase? Everything old is new again. Uh, we see it most often in philosophy and politics and pop culture, but you know what we see it a lot is in fashion. Everything old is new again. I am an, a child of the 90s. Any other 90s kids in here? Yeah. Uh, I'm a product of the 1990s, and if, you, if you're a product of the 1990s, then maybe you have noticed that all of our terrible fashion choices have suddenly come back into style. It's true, like baggy clothes, flannel, scrunchies, it's, it's all back. The other day I was having a conversation with my daughter, and I mentioned fanny packs, and she said, oh, those are swag. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I think it's a good thing. I'm going to have to Google it. I don't know. It's true, everything old is new again. People are walking around today looking like they're extras on Saved by the Bell, which also is back in case you haven't heard. Everything old is new again. Now the reason I bring that up is because that's what makes Easter so powerful. Easter breaks that cycle of of old things coming back, getting repackaged, rebranded, and people falling in love with them again. Easter breaks that cycle because what Easter tells us is that the biggest of things and the darkest of things and the most broken of things have, in fact, been defeated by Jesus. And they have been defeated in such a way that they will never come back, that they will never be repackaged and rebranded to come back to haunt us ever again. They have been fully and completely defeated. Not only that... But Easter tells us that God is making all things brand new. The old is done for good. And in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, God is making all things brand new. That's what Paul is talking about in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, when he reflects on the impact of Easter. He says this, "...from now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, the old." Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Now, before I dive deeper into what that means, I want to recognize someone who's with us today. And that someone is the skeptic. Uh, The person who is here because, well, that's what you do on Easter Sunday. You go to church with your family And then you eat food. That's what you do. And yet you have have reservations about Christianity. You're skeptical about the person of Jesus, maybe even in particular the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And if that's you, if you're that person, I want you to know that I'm, I'm thankful that you are here with us today, but I do have a challenge for you. And the challenge is this, that you would wrestle with this truth, the truth that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. Wrestle with it. Investigate it. At the very least, give it the same time and attention that you'd give a great documentary on Netflix. Because if this is true, If Jesus Christ really has risen from the dead, then Jesus Christ demands not just your full attention on a day like today, he deserves, he is owed your full devotion each and every day. Because the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, if true, it fundamentally reshapes our understanding of human existence in ways in which you would be a fool to ignore if this is true. Investigate it. If you'd like to look more into the claims of Easter, the resurrection of Jesus, I've put together a list of resources and some videos for you to take a look at. And you can access those by just scanning the QR code on the screen. If you open up the camera app of your phone and you hold it up to the screen right now, it'll take you to a link where I've put together a whole bunch of resources for you. We'll bring that link back up later in the message. But just open up a camera app, scan that QR code, and you'll get a whole bunch of resources where you can can dive into the claims of Easter and the truth of the resurrection of Jesus. Now, with that said, what we need to look at is the old that has passed away. What is the old that Jesus has defeated never to have it come back again? Well, I think you could summarize it in three things. Here's the old that's passed away. In rising from the grave, Jesus Christ... Has defeated your guilt, your grave, and your greatest fears. He's defeated your guilt, your grave, and your greatest fears. You carry guilt. So do I. Uh, Here's how I know you have a pulse, and it's part of being a human. You have regrets. You, you've not been the, uh, the wife, uh, the son, the, the, the friend, the citizen, the, the, the Christian. You, you think you should be. You know that you should be. You've not kept the vow, kept the promise, been faithful. In a thousand ways, you know you've fallen short. And when we're honest with ourselves about our guilt, what we realize is that what the Scripture says is true. The Scripture says that the failures of humanity deserve a punishment. In particular, the punishment is death. And the jail sentence is the grave and when we're honest about the depth of our failure and our flaws we go yeah that that sounds about right but the good news of Good Friday and Easter morning is that on the cross Jesus Christ took your punishment and on Easter morning he walked free from your jail cell and what that means is that though you feel guilt over things that you've done wrong. You feel shame over things you wish had never happened. What that means is that you don't have to carry those things anymore because God's not holding those things against you at all. He's already dealt with it in his son. You don't have to Venmo God anything in order to get him on your good side. Your guilt and shame over the past can be left in the past because Jesus Christ has defeated Your guilt. It's all good with God. All of it. It's all good with God. Not only that, but Jesus Christ, in his rise from the grave, has has defeated death. In rising from the dead, Jesus Christ has made death itself dead. He's defeated it. Death, as we know it, is now in the rear view mirror of human existence. Jesus Christ promises that those who are connected to him, who have faith in him, will rise in the end like he has risen from the dead. We're no longer owned by death. Yes, you will pass away. The people around you will will pass away. But the promise is that what happened to Jesus will happen to you. Jesus passed away. Jesus died. But what are we celebrating today? That he's alive. And he promises that all those who are connected to him, we will live too. In his rise from the grave, if this is true, it means that Jesus has fundamentally rewritten the rules of the human experience. You can put it like this. He has reinvented the, the punctuation of human existence. He has turned death from a period end into a comma. We die, but we keep going, and there's more to the story. Death is defeated, but there's more. He's also defeated your greatest fears. Think for a moment. What are your greatest fears? In fact, if you really want to dive deep, I could tell you what your greatest fears are. And it's more than just snakes and planes and public speaking. You know what the great fear for modern human beings is? We're going to get deep for a second. The great fear for modern human beings is futility. The great fear is that all of this means nothing. That the postmodern philosophers were all correct when they said that, that we are just a speck in the darkness of a chaotic, meaningless existence. The great fear of modern humans is that that there is nothing ultimately that matters, there's nothing binding any of this together, that all of our efforts equal nothing, that there's no one out there who cares for us, and that all the meaning we attribute to our lives ultimately has no substance or sticking power at all. That's the great modern human fear. But if Jesus Christ is risen from the dead, that fear has no foundation. Because what it means is that God is real, because only God could rise from the dead. Not only that, but we matter, because He entered into our flesh and lived our life, and died our death, and rose out of our tomb. We must matter, if He would do that for you, if He would do that for me. And if we matter, then there is meaning. He set us free to know him and to love him and to love others and to discover the joy of living as his creation. Your your greatest, your deepest, most existential fear has been defeated in the rise of Jesus from the grave. So, So if that's what's old, if that's what's been defeated, never to be repackaged, repurposed, and come back to haunt us. If that's what's been defeated then what is new? If that's what's old, then what is new on Easter morning? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. You ready for it? Here it is. It's very, very simple. Here's what's new on Easter morning. Hold on. You're going to love this. You. You are what's new on Easter morning. Now, look, I know you might not feel all that new. Despite your Easter best, you might not look all that new. But you are new. The scriptures tell us that those who have faith in Christ, who depend on him, who are connected to him, who are baptized into him and his work and his promises, that we are new, like he on Easter is new. That's what Paul is getting at. Let me just say again what he said. He said, we regard no one, including you, according to the flesh, according to the old. From now on, because Christ is risen, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is, present tense, is a new creation. You see, Easter gives us all new eyes. It gives us new eyes to see the world. You see, the rest of the world, who who, who doesn't, who doesn't know what Christ has accomplished, who hasn't, hasn't come to terms with how, the fact that everything's different now. They believe that, that Easter hasn't happened and that everything's the same. The rest of the world is still, is still holding an account of everything that every person has done wrong and treating them accordingly. This is where cancel culture comes from. The rest of the world is still feeling like death is something we've got to fix and something we've got to outrun and something we've got to rationalize. This is where Botox and Pelotons come from. (laughs) The rest of the world is still feeling as though it has to manufacture its own sense of meaning and purpose. Enter every social media post filled with self-righteous indignation that's ever been posted. It's an effort for us to manufacture our own sense of meaning and purpose, but not you. The rest of the world has old eyes. It's still asking old questions Do I matter? Is there meaning? What do I do about my guilt and my shame? Is there life after death? You know the answers to these questions because you are in Christ and you are a new creation. You see, the scriptures tell us that Easter is actually a preview of something that's, that's bigger and better and on the way. That Jesus' rise from the dead is like that first flower that emerges in your garden. It's proof of a future crop. It's proof that spring is on its way. One day, Jesus Christ, who is right now resurrected from the dead in flesh and blood, ascended and seated at the right hand of the Father, he's going to come back, and when he comes back, that's when all of us will have our Easter morning in flesh and blood, too. That's when all of us will rise from the dead. That's when there's going to be the great eternal springtime where everything comes to life in a way that never ends and always flourishes. Everything at that moment will be made new. But the promise is that new starts for you right now. Yes, that is in the future, but for those who know who Christ is, who know what he's done, who know what he's promised, the new begins now. Your spring starts today. You are new Now, the question is this, are you here for the celebration or are you here to lay hold of the invitation that is Easter? Are you here for the celebration of Easter or are you here for the invitation that is Easter? Are you here because this is what you do on Easter Sunday? You go to church and then you eat ham until you're sick. Nothing against it. Or are you here? Because you know that the most profound event in human history has taken place. And that the rules of human existence have been rewritten and that all things are different now, and that all the things that this world is burdened with, is sickened with, have actually been destroyed by Jesus, and that there is a new thing coming down the road, but a new thing happening in you, and you want to lay hold of it. You want to lean into it. You want to wrap yourselves around it. You you, you want to experience it in all of its fullness starting today. That's the invitation of Easter, to be and to live and to experience the new, That is both now and to come. I pray that that's why you are here. So, what does that look like? Once again, so glad you asked. It could look like a number of things. It could look like you, the next time you see that person who hurt you, who harmed you, who wronged you, you know that person that you feel very justified in hating? because of what they did you feel very justified in treating them with just a little more coldness than you do everybody else you know being new means that you you understand that Jesus Christ has died for her too has risen out of her grave as well and that you are called to treat her or him whoever it is with the same grace that's been given to you you're new you don't, you don't play by the old rules. You live in a you're a new creation. You're a new creation. It, it might mean, and this is hard, it might mean looking past the cancer that has come back, looking beyond the chronic pain, looking beyond the grief that endures, not to say you ignore it, but you see through it to the truth of the resurrected Jesus Christ. And you say, yes, my heart hurts, my body fails, life is painful, but Christ is risen from the dead, and there is more than this pain in my hands and this ache in my bones. There is more. This is not the end. And you wake up every day saying, I'm not going to live purely looking at the pain in my life. I'm looking at the promise of resurrection, restoration, reunion, and newness that is mine today. You're new. What it means is finally doing that thing that you know you should have done a long time ago, that you've been putting off because it's hard or it's humbling or it's painful. You know that good thing, that faithful thing that you've been avoiding? You take it on, you embrace it, you do it. Maybe for you that's working on your marriage or admitting an addiction or a struggle, If you've got something, it's come to mind right now, I guarantee it. You know, know, Jesus Christ has risen from his tomb, but, but some of us, we insist on walking around in our tombs in dead things, things we know are dead, things we know are broken, things we know are bad. But you know, it's like, it's comfortable. It's like, yeah, I live in hell, but I know the names of all the streets. You don't have to hang out there anymore. You can leave that block. You can walk out of that tomb. You know that good thing, that right thing, that holy thing, that pure thing that you're supposed to do? Be new. You are new. Do it. This is what you've been called to. Yes, it might be hard, but there's a strength that comes from the Holy Spirit. You might die trying, but there's a resurrection on the last day. You really can't lose. You are new. You are new. You're brand new. That's just a bit of what this looks like. What is it for you? Everything old is new again. The old things get repackaged and repurposed and rebranded, and they come back, and we fall in love with them all again. In the late 90s, I had a pager. I was talking about that with someone the other day, and they're like, you had a pager? Were you a doctor? I was like, no. I was just a dork. That's what I was. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if those come back, too. I'll get one, I'll be honest. Everything old is new again. But you know what's never coming back? Your guilt. You don't have to carry it. You know what's never coming back? Death the way it was. It's not coming back. You know what's not coming back? The power of your greatest fears. It's vanquished. It's gone. It's not as bad as you think it is. All things are being made new and the new starts now with you whose hearts are anchored in Jesus Christ because you know you know he is risen he is risen indeed hallelujah let's pray Heavenly Father, we thank you that all things are being made new and that we can experience that springtime, that newness right now. We thank you that sins are forgiven, that the grave is not the end, that you you not only exist, but you tell us that we matter and that there is meaning and purpose in this life. Father, we pray that you would awaken our hearts and minds to an ever-deepening appreciation of who you are and what you've done for us in Jesus, and that that would continue to mold and shape every thought we have, every choice we make, every step we take. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.